gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the your sports show i am your host big baby aka the soul of r&b to my bottom left we have the voice of a generation pete rosado finally oh, home after what feels like a million years yeah it's been at least it's been at least no months. swoop still no swoop so at all i don't know i don't know he don't want to be pete, peter farrakhan no more so he took the swoop off nah, he's so, still peter farrakhan I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. You know, if I'm gonna cut anything or shave anything, I'm gonna have to do it today or tomorrow because no shave November coming. Oh, you do that. I don't. I don't, know. I don't celebrate that. I don't, I don't celebrate that <laughs> damn thing like that. that, that you just wilding. To my bottom, my bottom right, we have BK Matt. What's going on, y'all? On this diet, and I'm dying right now. I can't do it. This is killing me. I've been drinking nothing but water and, and green juice. It's, it's Tay, how do you do this? I don't know how, like, it's, it's it's hurting my spirit. The one good meal that I had was salmon and brown rice and salmon? some spinach. Not gonna, yeah, the salmon was pretty good. I, I seasoned the hell out of that. I'm not going to lie to you. But salmon. Before, Drake? It's, it's the same. You know, what, you know what I was saying. Don't, don't do that. We got one resident teacher in here. We don't need to be correcting me about how I say things. Salmon, salmon, salmon. It's, it's yo, I hate thing. when it's I a can't fish. Even, yo, it's a fish. It's I a healthy think, fish. There's a special place in hell for people who put use the L in salmon. <laughs> so why is it there? Why it's is it silent. there? Why are it's why silent. are you here? You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, I forgot. He, he, signed, he, he signed into my account. That's what he signed into the account. I'm over here like, no. what? Like, Ed, to the right, the head of the Eurosports show table, the reigning defendant, undisputed champion of the Eurosports show, and the owner of BK, Matt, since he decides he wants to use my shield as <laughs> to hide behind. Queen Tay, aka 25K Tay. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? I'm not the reigning de- defending anything. I lost terribly last weekend. Hey. Um, yeah, pick five. Pick five was weird last week. Again. Respect that man. Pete looked good this week. What Boy. man? I watched the pick them Colts. What man? Who are we talking about? You know what man? That man. That man. The man that was the MVP last season, that man. We're not even talking about it. We're not even talking about him I'm yet. I'm talking about him. He wasn't I'm in the pick five. He wasn't in the pick five. All right. So, we're getting be stuck. <laughs> so, how was everybody's week for Matt going to tangent about A. Aaron? It was all right. It was all right. Like I said, I would support the Green Bay Packers. You remember, I kept the same energy. I said, the moment he invites his family, over for Thanksgiving or Christmas. The Packers, no, I will never let that go. There's something wrong. Not That's like that. narcissistic sociopathic behavior. I'm to think you're related to him. I'm starting really starting to think that. That's that's the only it's, reason his family could have owned mine back in the 1700s. <laughs> you gotta relax. You got, you got what the hell? What am I saying? That's wrong. 
Hey. It's funny that you mentioned that. Did you watch the Colin Kaepernick show? Um, on oh my God, you gotta watch it. It is amazing. I, I might, I might watch it tomorrow. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. On Netflix, just, 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 just pull out. I'm time sorry, I don't have the. I'm sorry, I don't have the luxury to be like, oh, this is you know, I have I throw, I throw three or four out. hours to spare to watch a show. Like, I, I watch Every week, I throw this alley so, so she can just throw sure it in the box. How she do, how her job is so much better than ours, and she ain't got no time. You see, you see? that's how the personal. That's how the that dead that dead that kind of bad personal. Go the alley, for, I'm not trying to. It's just yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you, Tay. I'm real Thank proud you. of you, Tay. That's how I like hate though. First, I got dreams and I got dreams and aspirations that I'm getting in shape for. That's all I know. Okay. You do, oh, do you think? Okay. I'm not against. Like I'm, not right. against, <laughs> I'm for it. Go ahead, Pete. You got to talk about. You got to get your the the dreads in the front. You have to take some some like beeswax and twist them because they get a little messy. Uh, they get a little knotty. Knotty dreads. Right. You do look like you got an afro in the front and dreads in the back. <laughs> it's time. Are you working out? Are you working out on top of dieting? Well, starting back heavy next week. Yeah. You need to get your hair done because your hair looks terrible. I don't know what happened. The part is like all the way over here. I like it. I like it. It's like like sticking up. Like this whole side here is like sticking up. Yeah, this whole side over here is like popping out. I don't get what it's trying to do, but it's not giving what it's supposed to give. Yeah, it's not not laying down the way it's supposed to lay down. Maybe you need to to step away from the screen and go wet that because it's distracting. There's nothing I can do. This actually is wet all wet and dry and then uh brush. You're home. <laughs> but um I'm pretty sure your your sink is like so so go and like go like this and like both it's not sides. gonna work, trust me. I tried it. Um I tried it a little earlier. But no, I mean uh, I definitely do gotta get a cut soon. But you know, we're getting to the winter time. We get into the winter time, so I need I need the I need I need the heat. I need the heat and the and the, and the insulation. Um, you know, more than likely, I would say if I were to get a cut during the winter, it'll more than likely be closer to uh, Christmas time. And considering that I have my show at the beginning of December, I may just end up getting a cut in uh, the beginning of December before we get into the Christmas season. But yeah. y'all terrible. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what you're talking he about. He acting like he don't see the chat. It's cool. yeah. I suffer. I, I suffer. I suffer from the eczema. Okay, you know so. we should start. Do, you, I know what we should start doing again. Don't worry. Quick hit. So you ain't gonna out. correct that, right? What? You ain't gonna correct it's that. Eczema. Eczema. Yeah, that's only people from the. Yeah, that's how you know that, you're huh? naturally from the hood because only people from the hood say eczema. Yeah. What is eczema? He's <laughs> like, I said it like that. I got the eczema. 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 Like, I'm not gonna get out. I say salmon. Don't you say that. That sounds it sounds like it hurt, bro. Like, yeah. They give me the heebie jeebies. The heebie jeebies. What you sneaking in there eating? You cheating on your diet already? My you cheating on your diet already? It might have too much sugar. I'm not happy. No, I don't. 
What's the grams? We don't. And they listen, we need some we need some warm. Yeah, what's the grams of sugar, player? Per yeah, serving. Ten. Ten grams per serving. Huh? Per serving. He, oh, <laughs> he like calculating like yeah, it's a lot. They tell them shit. So. so quick hits. Yes, my week was good too, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was trying to, but you got me calculating shit. All right, now nah, we go to the quick hits while Matt tried to get his math, his math together. I gotta use math and stuff. This is amazing, huh? Lord. Pete, you got um. Let's go. All right, let's rock and roll. What is up, everybody? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tay, can you can you see it this week? Like, you good? You was cursing this out last time, and it was there, and you was like, nah, it's not. We gotta make sure you. We gotta make sure you good. Like, I ain't heard that music before. You ain't heard the music before? No, no, that's what Tay said last oh, week. Oh, I, I, no I was about to say I sent it to you. I sent it to the group chat, and we all agreed on it. Like, how you ain't never I, heard I agreed it too. Yes, no, you did. No, you definitely didn't you send did. it to the group chat. You sent it to me, and I, I put definitely, it up. No, I sent, <laughs> no, I sent it to you and Pete, and Pete confirmed. So not, no, no. So not, so not no, me. No, 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 no. You sent in it the to group me. chat. No, you sent in it the, to me. You I sent, sent it to me, to, I and to, I put it in I the video. I put it in the video, and then everybody heard it. You didn't send it to Tay. No, I, <laughs> you didn't I send it to you first, and then I sent it to the group chat. Because Pete had to confirm it. It's his section. It's his segment. He could have got. He could not. It's his segment. I could have vetoed everything. I I, I do it. <laughs> See? Go so ahead. I'm sorry. Time. Sorry. I quick hits. Quick hits. Quick hits. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Forty acres in a mule. That's what I need. To the Halloween edition of Quick Hits, and let's start with some of our smaller stories this week before we get to the big one. Some scary stories coming out of the NFL this week. Deshaun Jackson asking for a trade out of L.A. after signing a one-year, four-and-a-half-million-dollar deal just this offseason. He only played seven games for them already asking for a trade out. The team has agreed to allow him to look into trade options, and Jackson will not play in their upcoming game against Houston. In the seven games he's played with L.A., he's only caught eight passes for 221 yards and one touchdown the 15-year veteran looking for something else out of L.A. Packers hey, got a big win this Deshaun? week. Who are we talking about? Deshaun Jackson. Oh, oops. I thought you said Deshaun Watson. I'm like... Wrong, wrong Sean, but we're going to talk about him too. <laughs> uh, the, Packers, the Packers may have had a great win on Thursday night football against the formerly undefeated Arizona Cardinals, but yeah, unfortunately not worthy. did not did not come out of that game unscathed as they lost both their tight end, Robert Tanyan, and their kick returner, um, their kick returner, both with season-ending injuries. Their tight end suffered a torn left ACL, and their kick returner, a season-ending knee injury, both of them out for the rest of the season. So hopefully this Packers injury report, they were already missing their top three wide receivers in that game on Thursday. Randall Cobb played like it was 2015 all over again. And Dak Prescott Aaron Rodgers, is. And Rodgers losing all his family members that he liked, huh? 
You better right. stop it. Don't be the voice of doom. Don't do that. Because that man still pulled off a miracle. I don't want to hear that. You know what? I'm not going to tolerate this no more. Y'all going to stop trying to disrespect It definitely wasn't a miracle. It was a miracle. Jay, your mic is muted. And you, your mic is muted. Why was it a miracle? It was an impressive it win. A, I already said last week during our show that I thought they were going to beat the Cardinals this week, too. And it wasn't even that impressive because all AJ Green had to do was turn around and crash the ball. Right. But he didn't. But he didn't. You know why? Because he was afraid of that man. That's what it was. He was afraid of that man. You know who the man that was holding that him. Man. One that got the pick. That's who he was afraid of. You know who else huh? was afraid of him? Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> that man afraid Meanwhile, of his family. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott will be a game will be a game time decision for this week's Sunday night football game. Uh, after suffering a calf strain on that game-winning touchdown pass last week in Week 7. So he will be a game-time decision all the way up until the start of Sunday Night Football. I asked this question in the, in the group chat. You know that, right? Did, would y'all play him? Because I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't either, just y'all considering. Play I wouldn't play him. Yeah, considering it's a calf strain and that, you know, those kinds of injuries, those soft uh, soft tissue injuries, those muscle injuries could lead to further complications. Um, I would give him the week if you think you can still win the game without him. Uh, moving well, to- they've been off for a week and a half. It's the, it's the Cowboys. They, they, they need it. <laughs> they need it. <laughs> moving to Major League Baseball, the World Series is in full swing, and Atlanta is up two to one on the Houston Astros after they won game three at home, two to nothing. The Braves will be going to a bullpen game for game four. The Astros starting former Cy Young winner Zach Greinke trying to tie up the series. Game four will take place in Atlanta. And remember, Atlanta already down their ace pitcher, Charlie Morton, who started game one of this World Series out for the rest of the season with a broken leg, got hit on a comebacker, uh, in game one and still pitched to five more batters after that before departing with a broken leg. So Morton is out. Um, but Atlanta up two to one, shutting down Major League Baseball's number one offense in Houston. Atlanta may be trying to win its first World Series in almost 30 years. Number one cheater. So much and for now, Dusty Baker, huh? And mm-hmm. now to I root for Dusty, but I don't root for the Astros. I'll root for Dusty I, I've been Baker. hearing that all week. Everybody's rooting for Dusty Baker, but they can't stand the Astros. Sad. Sad now, case. unfortunately, the biggest story is something that I think a lot of uh, kind of sports sports media has kind of glossed over a little bit, but a really huge story coming out of the NHL this week. Um, Chicago Blackhawk president Stan Bowman, son of a legendary Hall of Famer Scotty Bowman, uh, and former Chicago Blackhawks coach Joe Queenville, who's actually coaching now with the Florida Panthers, both resigned from their positions after the NHL released its findings from an investigation that stemmed from a May lawsuit by former player Kyle Beach that alleged that he and another player were sexually assaulted by former video coach Brad Aldridge during the Chicago Blackhawks 2010 Stanley Cup playoff run. The Blackhawks were also fined $2 million by the NFL 
with half of the fine to be allocated towards organizations in and around Chicago that provide counseling and training for survivors of sexual and other forms of abuse. But let's just get, get into this very quickly here. Um, the report, which got released just a couple of days ago, um, it goes back to all the way in May of 2010. May 2010, John Doe, who was revealed to be Kyle Beach, um, stated that he had a sexual encounter with former video co- video coach Brad Aldridge. Both men confirmed that the encounter did happen. Beach said it was not consensual. Aldridge said it was. A uh, couple of days later, the senior director of hockey, hockey operations for the Chicago Blackhawks was told that there might have been a sexual encounter between a coach and a player, and separately that the coach might have sent explicit text messages to another player. Later on in May, a group of Blackhawks leadership, including then-president, uh, the, the then-president of the team, the director of hockey operations, the general manager, the executive vice president, the assistant general manager, the head coach, and the mental skills coach, all meant to discuss what happened, but no action was taken against the video coach Aldridge directly after that meeting. He stayed with Chicago through their Stanley Cup celebrations. Uh, the report also stated that Aldridge made a sexual advance to a 22-year-old Blackhawks intern. This is after the organization was made aware of the initial allegations. Um, the, the investigation implicated many individuals from Blackhawks leadership in 2010. Uh, then general manager Bowman re- uh, recalled that after learning of the incident, the coach stated, and I quote, Queenville shook his head and said that it was hard for the team to get to where they were and they could not deal with this issue now. Reports stated that numerous Blackhawks player and staff knew of the allegations but did not act. They met with the video coordinator, uh, the video coach on June 16th and gave him the option to undergo an investigation or resign. The video coach resigned and no investigation was conducted until now when the lawsuit was filed. Every member of Chicago Blackhawks um, staff that was part of the 2010 leadership team has resigned from all of their different positions across the NHL. Um, and as I said, Joe Queenville, who was the coach in 2010, who's now with another team, just resigned from him, his position as well. Uh, but I think really sad that it's been 11 years and it took a lawsuit by the player for anyone to do anything about this. Sexual assault has no room anywhere. Um, I don't want to say just sports, but it has no room anywhere. So um, for him to speak out again, um, shout out to him um, for speaking out and punishment should be served to all parties involved, regardless if they, they stepped away or not. Now, I will say the owner of the Blackhawks has gone, uh, um, and the report substantiated this, that the owner of the Blackhawks did not have any knowledge of what was going on until the lawsuit was filed this past May, and the, rep- and the investigation by the NHL confirmed that. The owner of the Blackhawks has come out and said that he will do anything possible to help Kyle Beach, but also has asked for the NHL to remove the name of the video coach from the Stanley Cup trophy. Um, it has been done before. There was, uh, at one time, a former coach of an, N- of an NHL team whose name is stamped over on the uh, Stanley Cup trophy and was removed. And the owner of the Blackhawks wants this coach's name removed from the trophy, the 2010 trophy as well. 
yeah. Uh, it's a wild subject. I don't think that, um, like I said, I'm glad the Blackhawks um, GM is doing everything that he can to kind of like try to smooth things out and, and, and trying to help this young man. But at the same time, it's just with these big companies, again, NHL is a company like all sports, like all sports teams, with all this stuff happening beneath the the watch of the owner and the GM, just imagine how many how much other things are happening on other teams that people haven't spoken out about. So, and a lot of a lot of respect to Kyle Beach, especially being mm-hmm. a male and speaking about speaking out against male to male sexual assault, which can be very very tough to do. Mm-hmm. Um, regard, I mean, speaking out about sexual assault, regardless of your sexual orientation or your, or your gender uh, is a hard thing to do um, regardless. Um, but especially when you, you are a male in a male sport, speaking on male on male uh, sexual assault, I can only imagine um, the stigma that can come with that as well. Um, you know, so a lot of, a lot of credit go to Kyle beach who originally uh, filed his lawsuit under John Doe, but then came forward um, as the NHL, as the NHL was doing their investigation. Absolutely. Is that quick hits? That's everything. Cool. You don't even do that's quick hits for the week of you, you just you. and then well, that that and that is <laughs> quick hits for the Halloween week of 2021. Now let's go to pick five. Thank you. Let's get into pick five this weird week. Uh Pete did pretty well this week from what I was told. I didn't pay attention, I'd pay attention to mine and if Matt stays in Matt in last place. So let's get into pick five and your champion whose face will be on this video right now. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, Matt, wait, hold on, hold on. Matt, you look upset. Maybe you didn't see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it again. I got you. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. <laughs> All right, welcome to pick five. And listen, had I picked the Colts, like I originally wanted to, I would have had a really good week, but I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tay and I both went two and three this week. You and Matt went three and two. Uh, I got the big pick on picking the Bengals while the rest of you picked the Ravens. Um, me and Tay kind of lost ground picking Kansas City over the Titans. Uh, and then the three, uh, Tay, Matt, and yourself all picked Atlanta while I picked Miami, and that was a very close game. And Atlanta came out with the uh, the victory in that one. Man, I was watching that game. I'm just like, I can't believe it. Bro. I just can't believe it. You know what else I just can't believe? One, two, three, four, five. What were my two wins? The Falcons. Uh, you, 
the 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 Atlanta game and the New Orleans game. The 49ers lost. Yeah, 49ers lost to the Colts. Uh, Ravens lost to the Bengals, and Kansas City lost to Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. man so how you, with, feel, how you feeling with, this week? You went three and two, player. Well, welcome to the. Um, well, you're still in la- you're still in last place, but yes, uh, <laughs> Dre actually overtook Tay. Dre is in first place right now by a game at 21 and 14. Tay in second place at 20 and 15, and myself and Matt tied for third at 19 and That's 16. Oh yeah, y'all. Oh yeah, yeah basement bros. <laughs> tied for last. It's tough, man. It's tough. Don't worry about it. Tied for third place. Yo, right. <laughs> in third place. Don't, don't worry about it, man. So technically, we, technically, technically, I'll be in third because of strength of schedule. Strength of schedule? What? Y'all technicalities. Right. <laughs> My home and away splits are better. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. This this last week's games was, was garbage, but but the games actually end up being good on like like on the field. So, but let's see if uh, we have some better luck this week. And it starts with the Steelers versus the Browns. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Something just tell it. I, I I don't know. I I feel shaky about the pick. I feel I feel like Ben Roethlisberger might like pull some BS, but I'm still gonna pick the Browns. He can't leave out one spot. That man ain't gonna be able to do nothing. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Browns as yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with the Browns. They are playing at home uh, this year. They are three and one at home. Cleveland three and one at home. The Steelers are uh, one and one on the road. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ben's had a good year. Ben has had a good year so far, uh, all things considered. But I, there's something about the Browns this year. Right now, they're favored. Um, I believe they're favored in in Vegas. Playing? They're favored in Vegas. Is Baker playing? Baker playing. He's not on the injury report. Yeah. He's not on the injury report. You, you sure? You can. Yeah, you I'm have up until you ha- right now. You have up until the um, game that. time. Yeah, I love looking that. at the injury report right now. He's not on the injury report. Who's the backup quarterback? I, know anyway? he was... I thought it was uh. Oh, what, what's his... That uh, Ducky, whatever his name is. Oh Lord, I hope they can make feel this plane. Yeah, he's the fact playing. that you said whatever his name is means he's not worth mentioning. So therefore, it, it lives and dies by Baker Mayfield. If they don't have him. If they don't have him playing, then he's they're not going to win. But if he's playing, they have they stand a great chance of winning. They don't piss off Collins. So, um, so, not, uh, so who are you? So who are you picking? I said Cleveland. Gotcha. Browns all around the table. Patriots, Chargers. Taking the Chargers. Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers as well. The Patriots haven't shown me anything this year. 
Yeah, that the only thing they can show me is that they can lose games because <laughs> because they can. I mean, all things that's said, Mac said. Jones has played very well. That's what I was about to say. They're showing that they're they're developing Mac Jones. That's what I'm seeing out of it. They're giving him some stripes on his belt so he can be prepared to take over fully. Mac Jones has thrown for almost 1,800 yards, nine touchdowns, and six interceptions so far. I mean, for a rookie quarterback playing with really nobody to throw to, you know, that's, At that, all. that's something to be said. I mean, he has not thrown a lot of interceptions. They scored 54 points against against the Jets last Not week. a lot of interceptions. He's nine for six. Why you got to bring that up, <laughs> But we also think about this. Their last three games, the Patriots have scored – 54, 29, and 25 in their last three. And then prior to that, they scored 17 and 13. So Mac Jones is obviously getting better, turning turning things on and getting better. And of the last three games, their toughest game uh, defensively was, in, was against Dallas. No, their last three games, I'm saying, was, was against Dallas. Dallas. Definitely Dallas. Not and then they went into and they went to overtime against Dallas uh, last, uh, you know, two weeks ago. So, I mean – they haven't really played the greatest of opponents outside of Tampa Bay and Dallas. I mean, they played their other three against New Orleans, Houston, and the Jets. Um, but you know, to be three and four and Mac Jones only have six interceptions, not too bad for the Patriots there. But I, I don't I, trust them against this team. I can't believe we really thought the Jets last week was gonna have. A, a, a good game against the damn Patriots. I, had we had we not lost had we, had we not lost Zach Wilson in the second quarter? Had we not lost our starting quarterback in the second quarter and had uh, Mike White take over? I definitely think they could have. They, you know, the Patriots just showed out. the The Jets couldn't do anything without the without our quarterback. I definitely thought we could have had a good game. I did not expect the blowout. Like a lot of excuses to me. Okay, if you're telling me so if, if who's your starting quarterback, you telling me you just in the second quarter, your starting quarterback goes down. Are you gonna give your team a chance to win that game? Versus our, having our, our starting quarter the Giants starting quarterback went down during a really important game and I didn't make no excuses. At that point, you knew they were gonna lose though. There was no way you're gonna win that game without Daniel Jones. I mean, there's no way you're gonna win the game with Daniel Jones, but how the Jets even won a game this year? I don't even yes, know who Zach, I, I won know Zach Wilson was. I had no idea who Zach Wilson was. Legit. He's a rookie. But we yeah. all knew this. So well, you should know who you you should know who quarterbacks are. like I know who the starting quarterbacks are for obscure teams. Like I didn't even know who that was, and Matt got to know it because I was like, who's there? Like Zach injured Zach Wilson is injured. I'm like, who is that? We if have, he was a winning quarterback, you would everybody would have known his name. No, so I mean, and, and the thing is, like, you know, to be very honest, no, with you, I mean, real and and, I, and realistic Jet fans, myself and Matt, yeah, we want our team to do well, but realistic Jet fans, we all kind of knew that the team was not going to be great this year. The job this year was developing Zach Wilson. That Zach was Wilson. Jet. You, uh, you was oh, real yeah. realistic last week talking about the Patriots being close. No, he just said it was going to be a good game. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You need to tell me that you guys just know that this is just like a, a rebuilding it. Wasn't that the excuse last I year? I know that. In the year Jake, before, Matt knows that. The year before that. Who doesn't like, know that? I've been here. Like, who doesn't know this, that? I've been here. Like, this I didn't stop the year saying. 2000 years. 
next. How long y'all been rebuilding? Exactly. Look, y'all not rebuilding. Yeah. A true rebuild? This is the first. Oh my god. He said a true rebuild. All right, next. Next game, please. Y'all even rebuilding stages too. I don't know why y'all no. talking. Um y'all no. about to lose Evan Ingram. Okay. Like, <laughs> y'all we not. need a new quarterback. I think we're gonna need a new quarterback. Um, y'all not even contenders in the NFL in general. At all. <laughs> y'all, but y'all, y'all still talking y'all like y'all are. Y'all was let me tell you something. One or two games, and we're right back in the chase. The NFC East is weak. But anyway, this is very true. The NFC East. So said the same are, thing last year. Yeah, but we were. Said the same shit last year. We were. But y'all didn't make the playoffs. But y'all didn't yes, make the playoffs. Come to the what does it matter? What does we it matter? Shit. Y'all didn't it doesn't matter. Shenan- you, you, we it, all it know what matter. happened at the end of the year. We feel- I've, I've Who cares? You know what? It, it, right. it, it does, it does matter. will root for Aaron Rodgers before she speaks nice about the Jets. Shit, the Green Bay Packers are my second favorite team. Tay will speak nicely about Aaron Rodgers before she says something nice about the Jets. Uh, but Tay didn't make her pick official. Who does she have, the Chargers or the Patriots? I said charges. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, um, I didn't. I didn't hear it, so I wanted to make sure I got you. Because you got. Because you sitting here making excuses for the Jets. You're being an empath. <laughs> you just said. What they call it? What they call it? They call it a. What these kids call it a simp. You simping for the Jets, which is which is pathetic to me. Jets, you know, the way that you guys simp for the Jets is pathetic. Just disrespectful. Just just <laughs> on one. That's what. That's what. Nine is, nine is bears. <laughs> I want Pete. Pete, Pete pick the Bears. <laughs> Pete has been. Pete has not been trashing the Bears this year like he was last year. Because, because I haven't had many because, Bears games to pick. No, because because they got no. rid of Mitch Trubisky, that abortion of a quarterback. I can't stand wow. that man. You no. <laughs> we are not going to sit here and talk about abortions of a of a, of a quarterback. Go ahead, and the game. last five Jets quarterbacks did nothing for themselves or the team. Come on! What, what, what? what was oh, that? What was that? The guy? He was like a backup quarterback for the for the Giants, and I was like, oh, wait, he no played way. for the Jets before. He's a black Gino. Gino Smith. Smith. He's the starting quarterback on the Seahawks. Oh right, he was on the Giants too, right? Yeah, I think he backed up. I think it was last year. Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah, I think last year he was the backup. You want to talk Jones. about? Y'all want to talk about like abortions of, of quarterbacks? Look at y'all roster. I'm Mark Sanchez made the playoffs. Mark Sanchez hasn't played football since I became a parent. Like, but he oh made God. the playoffs on okay. multiple occasions. Multiple, and, uh, twice, twice. Wow. twice. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. You asshole. <laughs> okay, okay. Twice. Okay, okay, okay. Twice. Okay. You know what? And I'll give it to y'all because y'all made it to the AFC Championship game twice. Right. I I, I, I will oh, give you that. Man. But then after that. Oh, what year was that? Those were the years we had. I think those were the years we had LaDainian Tomlinson and Matt Forte and all of that in the backfield. Uh, and they we had, had that wash Matt. He had wash Matt Forte. That's why y'all had to get rid of him. <laughs> and and we know we had that, we had a really solid oh, that God. solid Rex Ryan defense and a great offensive line against Sanchez. <laughs> we lost everybody. Then we lost everybody, oh. and Sanchez was terrible. Uh, but oh God. You know, it got real when Revis yeah. Island became like Are the corner we store. Two thousand and ten. 
Is that what we're doing right now? Please, please just are we, are, we, are we talking about 2010? I'm taking the 49ers over the bit. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I will take the Bears in this game. You know that head coach is out with COVID. So? Why are people still, like, getting I COVID? Care. Like, I don't understand. Like, how's that still a thing? It's Kylie Irving's fault. All right, we'll definitely talk about yeah. Kyrie Irving later on now since you brought it up. <laughs> well. Speak to your partner, Matt. He just lobbing, lobbing it up all day Matt's today. Favorite I just player. wanted to have a, yeah, I just wanted to have like a good Carter show. Right now. <laughs> just I just wanted to have a good show. We're having a, a good, wonderful you know, show, actually. Just, I just wanted to. We talked about Central Water in 2010 and like. Just over. Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) I take Rex Grossman over Mitchell Trubisky. I I just can't believe like how blind you guys are. Like you you realize like. Why are you saying you guys? I've been trying to get off the subject for like the yeah, last 15 minutes. One thing, I like, one thing I like about me, one thing I like about myself is that I don't let personal bias skew my opinions, right? I can What give, about Aaron Rodgers? You don't talk to that's a fact. That's not personal bias. <laughs> that's a fact. He doesn't talk to his parents. That's weird. I'm sorry. And he only brought the Green Bay. For all for him to have been named my biggest problem was that he was named tied with Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of the decade. That was a problem to me. You get what I'm saying? Like that's as you as you can see, that's where it stemmed from. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't feel like he should have been tied with 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 Tom Brady. He won the same amount of Super Bowls as Ben Roethlisberger and stuff and you didn't see Big Ben at number one. Like I just think I just thought that was a little Drew Brees was better. Drew Brees was better. better. Drew Brees is better than Tom Brady if, if you want to go as far as skills, yeah. Okay. So you, 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 yeah, but I don't feel it. like I just I just feel like they, they did a lot of pandering to the political situation between Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, and I think that that's why they tied him for number one at that time. That's when that drama was all was starting to butt up. You get what I'm saying? And I think the media wanted to play into it to have a better narrative, but there's no other dominant quarterback for the decade of 2000 to 2010 or 2010 to 2019. If you're not talking about Tom Brady, you're talking about Peyton Manning. You wasn't talking about Aaron Rodgers. And that's when my problem started. Period. It's not personal bias. It's not personal. I don't know him. But he don't talk to his parents. And I think that's weird. <laughs> Bears. Tay, Bears or Pack? Bears or Niners? Bears, I'm going with the Bears. I might have to go with the Bears too, even though like even, I, I went with the Bears all last year, man. But um, the San Francisco 49ers are so underwhelming. Yeah, They're so underwhelming. Like they're two and four this year. Bears are three and four. I thought they would have come out with a little bit more heat when when um Garoppolo came back. No, they're still the same. <laughs> had, I will. I will give them this. They've had a really uh, the way you pronounce sport. that name is Garoppolo, not Garoppolo. It's Garoppolo. Oh, Jimmy G. Oh. I didn't. I they didn't know had, what you said. I'm sorry. They have had, a, they have had a tough schedule. 
the 49ers. I hate that everybody time. tells me to relax. Like, I hate that. You know, that's what y'all tell the women who is too opinionated. You know that, right? That's not what I That's not what I do. All right. What you no. going to say, Pete? The Niners have had a, a tough schedule defensively. Their last five, their last four games, they faced, um, well, maybe not on the defense side, but Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, Indianapolis. Green Bay has, when all of their wide receivers are healthy, a really great offensive squad. Not that great of a defense, but it's hard to keep up with them offensively when they're firing on all cylinders. Seattle, Arizona, and Indy do have some of the best defenses in the NFL this year. So San Francisco has had a tough schedule. Their easiest game has been against Philly, which was they which they won back on September 19th, and they only won that game 17 to 11. So and but they have kept pace. They only lost by two points to Green Bay. They lost by a touchdown to Seattle. They lost by a touchdown to Arizona. And they lost by 12 points to Indy. So that was their biggest loss so far. So I I, I get you that they've underwhelmed, but they've performed pretty well against some of the better defensive teams in the NFL this year, even in losses. So who you got? I took the, I took the 49ers. Uh, yeah, thank you. All right. So next game, Saints Bucks. Oh, but you know what? I didn't. Let oh. me let me get into the kickoff because um I don't think the 49ers are gonna lose five straight. Mm. That's yeah. a good thought. Bucks Saints. I'm picking the Bucks. Well, I'm picking the Bucks. Very hard. Pete, do you have any magical stats about Mr. 30 for 30 we should know about? <laughs> Y'all ass. Y'all are wrong, Ross. <laughs> I, I want to know. <laughs> I, you know, not so much about, well. But uh, does Teddy Bridgewater got a magical record against Tom Brady we don't know about? <laughs> I believe, well, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown still out. Gronk is uh, still questionable for the game. Um, you know, the Saints, uh, Taysom Hill is out as well. Um, mm. the, the Saints did make a big trade bringing back. Um, uh, why am I forgetting his name now? Uh, the running back. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about the little tiny one. Yeah, they brought back the running back to to team him back up with Alvin Kamara. Uh, all things being said, um, I think the wild card in this game. Not saying that it's going to be a good thing, but the wild card in this game is Jameis returning against Tampa Bay. Um, and Jameis offensively. I mean, he's only thrown he's thrown 13 touchdowns to three interceptions. He hasn't thrown a lot, which I think is the biggest thing. I mean, he's only thrown for 1,100, 1100 yards, you know. So you really, you really don't have team, to when you have the, almost the, um, a top five running back on your team. Right, but for a team that we're used to seeing in New Orleans be a, a, a pass-heavy team, uh, they haven't really relied on Winston too much to do that. Um, you know, this could be a trap game because Winston could come out and, and play crazy. I am going to take Tampa Bay as well. But if if Jameis Winston comes out and decides, I want to shred some, I want to shred tonight, you know, he could he could have himself a really good game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, they're still losing them. 
Yeah, there's a difference between Jameis Winston, Winston and Drew Brees. And Drew Brees is the only reason why they even beat Tampa Bay last year twice. But, you know, yeah. Then got exposed in the playoffs. Buffs going to beat the tar shit out of the <laughs> Yeah. So there's no Drew Brees to save him this time. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. all right, Cowboys. Yeah. Katie, what's going on? Yeah. Shout outs yeah. to um to the Raw Zone. Um, she did an article on us. Um, definitely a good article. Check that out. Um, um, Cowboys, Vikings. I'm going with them boys. Well, Dak is playing, so yeah, I'm going with Cowboys too. I was going to Cowboys regardless if, if, if they played or not. I can't Dak get too excited like everybody else is getting. Dak's questionable for this game. Thank you, I don't Katie. Know. We definitely appreciate it. Whether he's questionable or not, look at the offense. <laughs> Katie is lit, by the way. Thank you, Katie, for your support. For sure, most definitely. Facts. Well, their backup quarterback is Cooper Rush. Who? Exactly. Don't mention that man name. Don't mention that man name ever. The Cowboys oh, backup like quarterback, a is former Jets quarterback, right? Cooper Rush. Yeah, Cooper Rush. Um, I just really <laughs> have you on the Jets slander today, boy. I swear, have real. Last time he threw a pass. Was in 2017. He'll be all right. I'm going with the Cowboys. <laughs> Kirk, yo, Kirk has had a really good season that nobody's talking about. <laughs> Shaq is dis- he's disrespectful. Yo, Shaq is disrespectful. <laughs> Captain Kirk, and we're going to be out here doing some work, but. He could be yeah, doing work on the Cowboys. Week, but this is not week 10. Right. Oh, you man. like that? You yeah, like that? Kirk Cousins has quietly had a really good season. Almost 1,800 yards, 13 touchdowns, only two interceptions. And they still have Dalvin Cook, who hasn't really exploded yet. Uh, if, if Dak Prescott is starting and Dak Prescott is playing – I unequivocally pick the Cowboys. If Dak Prescott's not playing, it's it's a tough pick. So do we all pick the Cowboys on this one? Everything is subject to change by Sunday night. No? Yes? I say, yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking Dallas. And why is Shaq not in the fantasy league? He is. He's in, I thought he was in the fantasy basketball league. He's, I know he's in fantasy nah. But all right, I think that you got good. mad. I beat him last year. Oh, you got mad. I beat you, you this year too. Yeah, you can't beat me. You getting so spanked right now? Yeah, beating to work. Um, yo. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like, it's like everybody like, last, right year, everybody, <laughs> last year. Everybody underestimated me in the league, and then they were like, "Oh, okay." Okay, let's get into today's topics. Thank you guys so much. I wasn't in the league last year. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not in it this year, so. Save it for y'all chat. Thank you. Today's topics, Dre. <laughs> All right. Um, today's topics are uh let's what get right it? into it. Thank <laughs> you. Right into it. <laughs>
through my headphones just now for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Deshaun Watson may be on his way out of Houston and maybe going to Miami. Um, this is the biggest trade right now that's out, which is why we're speaking about it. Miami does have a pretty good receiving core, but Tua Tungalova, um, I don't see it right now. I don't see it. I thought he would be like a Kyler Murray, but um, no, he's playing really bad. I've been able to watch almost every Miami game <laughs> this year, and he's consist- he hasn't put up any numbers. But the question is, can Deshaun Watson turn Miami around, though? Tay, I'm going to start with you. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that right now. Um, to be honest with you, Deshaun Watson is a, a good player, but I, I don't feel like he deserves to be rewarded with a trade after the offseason that he has had. I feel like, you know, so many accusations of sexual assault, to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, one is too much. And you're being rewarded by getting traded to a team that, like, may need your help. I think Tua, I think I think Tua is is better than we're giving him credit for. Only this season has he hasn't shown much. But um I still feel as if there's more there that they need to explore before they give up on him. Um but Deshaun Watson, like what has he done? And and really, what has he done? I think last year he was what top five in MVP voting. Okay. So. Did that win them any extra did that give them uh-huh. a did they put them in the championship game? Like, no, it, it didn't. But I think that I think that for a young team like Miami, who has a pretty decent receiving core, Deshaun Washington could get the ball out to them, and they could probably make something happen. I think the Miami's biggest problem is their defense, honestly. Yeah, but the defense ain't gonna change with the quarterback. True, true, true. Pete, what are your thoughts? Well. Coach Brian Flores uh, came out on Friday and said that two is our quarterback for the rest of the season, and that's that. Um, and said, barring injury, Tua will be the Miami starter for the rest of the 2021 season. Oddly enough, you're saying that Tua's not playing well. He's actually in the middle of the best stretch of his career, Dre. Over the last two games, he completed 75% of his passes, thrown 620 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions since he came back from injury. Um, and and remind you, he was injured for uh, a bunch of a bunch of games prior to during Miami's losing streak. He played in the first game. I think he was injured early in the second game. Then he was out for four games, and then he comes back and goes six twenty six and three. Um, I'll give you the numbers wise, but I've watched him almost every week, and he's made a lot of questionable decisions and, and a lot and, and, of questionable decisions. You know, I think the question is. It, and and I said this over to the chat, to the group chat earlier this week, like the NFL hasn't officially suspended Deshaun Watson because they said that they don't have enough evidence or there's not enough from the allegations uh, to suspend him, right? Houston has him on the inactive list. So he's on paid leave from Houston, but that's a Houston Texans decision, not an NFL decision. If he was traded to Miami, he could play the next week if he wanted to, if he was ready to play. Unless the NFL turned around and then said they were going to suspend him. He is eligible to play. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think, I don't want to say I think. Deshaun Watson, talent-wise, is in a class above Tua Tungvaloa. 
but I don't think Deshaun Watson makes Miami better just because I don't know what the long-term future of Deshaun Watson is. In a present day, one game, two games, just on a quarterback comparison level, yes, I would take Deshaun Watson any day over Tua Tungvaluwa. But in the real world right now, I'm taking Tua over Deshaun Watson simply because I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be available. I get you on that. Matt, your thoughts? My, my thoughts is on, on the same alignment with Pete. I'm not going like, to unload the farm to get a dynamic player that I don't even know if he can play or if he's going to be available. I mean, I get it. I understand it. They lost faith in them. Coach can say whatever he wants to say, but he doesn't really control much. It's still a team decision. So um, that's what they have front office for. So if they feel like they want to make changes because they don't trust or they don't they don't believe in Tua, then they're gonna make that move. But if it's me running it, I'm not I'm not I'm not making no move with no uncertain with no uncertainty that he's gonna be able to play. Especially past this that's season. Yeah, especially yeah. past the season. Um, moving on from football, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I got to ask you a question, Dre, about that, though. Okay. Do you make that trade? Short term, yes. For, for short term, yes. Uh, Miami, as we've seen over the years, has not made the best decisions in terms of you know, their players. Um, like, I wouldn't have got rid of uh, Fitzpatrick at all. I would have him stay and help mentor Tua. But that's just me. Now, if Miami feels like they're on a fast track to win, you got to do what you got to do. But I wouldn't. Not. I Yeah, they're, they're not. not. They're not. But if the coach and the and the GM and the team feel that, they, they're going to they're gonna do it. I personally... No, I don't think my I bigger issue is what with what Houston's asking. Houston is not back down. Yeah, Houston looks like Philadelphia want. right now, asking for like a couple first round picks and right. like in a few seconds. So you're gonna trade Tua. You're gonna have to trade Tua. You're gonna have to trade a couple of first round picks to get Deshaun Watson. And then if he doesn't, if he's not eligible to play past this year, if this actually comes out and then he gets suspended. Now you've thrown away your future and you've thrown away your present. Yeah. Um, I feel like that. I feel like the Houston Texans asking for all those extra pieces lets us know that Deshaun Watson is not as valuable as people think he is. That is true. Asking for all of you said asking for all those pieces, and you think that he's not that valuable. I think yes, that they know time. that he's valuable. Well, yeah, in the long term, maybe yeah. not, but they, they were already in this. Because I didn't finish my point. What I'm saying is when, you, when you're asking for future draft picks, when you're asking for future round picks for Deshaun Watson, I feel as if you know in the grand scheme of things, what you're getting from Miami is going to be better than what you're giving to them. And I don't think – I honestly don't feel like Deshaun Watson is going to be eligible next year at all. I, I don't I don't see it either. But Matt, what were you saying in terms of um, you feel his value? Matt, 
I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna ask for a boatload of things to equal up to the amount of a player, then he is of a certain level of value. But again, it goes back to the point of we do not know what's gonna come out of of, of this situation with him. And what is it, twenty three women that came out speaking on him? So I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen with that. And mm-hmm. he's not on that commission. He's not on the um. The, the, the good enlist, so we don't know what's going on with that. It, again, it's just all speculation and assumption of what's going to happen with that. So if Miami's going to make that move, again, they're even with Tua, they're still rebuilding to me. They're not of any value to a, a playoff run to me, even with Tua there. So giving up people to get him makes no sense, especially if you don't know what's going to happen out of that. But I do think Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is a valuable player if he's able to play. I think the bigger thing is the reason why they're asking for so much is Deshaun Watson's under team control. Deshaun Watson signed a four-year, $156 million contract. So he is under contract until 2025 unless he decides to opt out of his contract in 2024. He also has a no trade clause too, so he, right. he basically can determine where he he wants to go and where he doesn't want to go. And so, when you're taking a talent again, when you just look at the in a bubble, when you look at the talent of Deshaun Watson, when you look mm-hmm. at a quarterback that's that talented under team control, bro, you don't have to worry about negotiating a new contract or anything like that. You know, for a couple of years. You know, I, I think they they're. Not, I don't think they're undervaluing him or they don't think he's valuable in terms of the long term as a player. Uh, I think they're, they're looking at what they invested in him and what they're going to want back. But I do agree with Tay in the fact that I think, I think Houston knows, like, look, we have no intention of playing him. Yeah, and I, I think that rounds back up to, like, like, um, like Tay was saying in terms of the, the picks. Well, it's time, basically time to start over. Because uh, Tua, you don't have to resign. You can let Tua go about his business uh, when when his deal is up. Um, whoever their, their backup quarter, whoever their quarterback is right now, you can keep him on the roster as a steal. But Tua's going to want some bread, and you're not going to want to pay Tua, um, depending on how he, he pans out. But uh, when I saw Tua... At one point in time, I also thought about this quarterback who we we're about to speak about, and that's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray bowled out um, on Thursday night, and so did uh, Matt's favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. But um, I see a lot of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Uh, do you, you do you guys see Kyler Murray as like the future of the league? Uh, Pete. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I think Kyler Murray, quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, uh, that's the next generation of great quarterbacks. I would even throw, you know, quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, quarterbacks like, um, you know, I I think Mac Jones has been developing really well in New England. I I think a quarterback like Mac Jones, like these are the next generation of quarterbacks that we're going to be watching. Um, You know, you could even lump a Lamar Jackson in there, even though he kind of straddles two generations because he's kind of a little bit older than the Kyler Murray's, but he kind of is young enough to kind of still be in that, in that discussion. Um, but the, the, this is the next generation. I mean, Kyler Murray has played incredibly well this year. 
Um, I always have my reservations about quarterbacks that use their legs just because we've seen time and time again so many quarterbacks in this league that are mobile heavy uh, that at some point you got to learn how to turn it around. Um, And I wonder what Kyler Murray will be once the threat of his legs isn't as threatening anymore. Um, But he's shown that he can, he can throw the ball with some of the best of them. Uh, I know that there's been reports of a little bit of an ego issue with Kyler Murray, but then again, he's a quarterback. So what can you say? Um, But I definitely think, you know, he is one of the cornerstones or at least the quarterback cornerstones for many years to come for the league. Okay. Why do I always hear of people saying that there's an ego issue with young black quarterbacks? Man, you took the words out of my mouth. I was thinking that same thing. Sounds a little racist to me. It sounds a lot of racist. I I really feel like I, I we can't ignore the fact that nowadays quarterbacks need legs to to be able to keep up with the league. It's not a stand up and throw, staying in the pocket type of league anymore. You need to have mobility. You need to be able to get around. You need to be able to to um basically dual role. You get what I'm saying? So that's not the only thing we're seeing with Kyler Murray. We've seen it with Mahomes. We're seeing it with Lamar Jackson. You get what I'm saying? We're seeing it with you know that's the Michael Vick style of of, of quarterbacking. If you if but better, if you really want to get technical, I think that you're going to see way more quarterbacks have that ability. It's not going to be you're going to have to coach them to that type of league because that's the that's what the defenses are going to play to. That's what your offense is going to be. Your offensive line is going to be going to have to protect your quarterback as he plays two roles, which I think is needed. The traditional way of quarterbacking is dead. Even Tom Brady has become way more mobile in his older years. You get what I'm saying? The only quarterback that to me still does that hero quarterbacking stuff is Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the last true quarterback from that era left. Because even Big Ben was known for being mobile. Big and mobile. He 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 was defense and offense in one. You get what I'm saying? Um with Kyler Murray, I, I'm not going to speak to an ego issue. I think that's that's disrespectful to him. I don't care what he he's innocent. Well, I can tell you where it came from after you're done. Where it came from? Uh, there was a so he did a interview with the NFL Network uh, earlier this year, uh, and they were asked um, they were asked if he feels like he has a voice. Uh, that the general manager and the head coach listen to when it comes to uh, on players to draft. And he says, I don't know why I wouldn't have an influence in who we draft. I think if you've got a guy at quarterback who you trust and you want to be the face of your franchise, I think he should have an influence. Everything is technically built around me, quote, the quarterback. I think that I, I, I should have that relationship with Stephen Cliff. There's, there's nothing wrong with what he said. Nothing wrong with what he said. There's absolutely nothing wrong with what he said. Then that, that basically got spun. That got spun into reports of kind that's of him not, having that's nonsense. That's nonsense. I mean, he was only two years in the league. I mean, I'm that's say, a little premature to be that's saying. That's not premature. That's not premature. They built the whole team around Daniel Jones. He hasn't done anything. They built the whole team around these people. They haven't done anything. He's making the Arizona Cardinals. No one has spoken about the Arizona Cardinals in about 15 years. So at the end of the day, I feel like the quarterback does have the 
they do build teams around their quarterback, offense and defense. Well, go ahead, Matt. That's pretty much what Aaron Rodgers wanted with his team. He wanted more say so on who they drafted as far as weapons because that was the biggest problem. So for him to say, I should have a little bit more insight as far as who they draft, as far as who, as far as help to, to the offense that I'm running, yeah, this, that's not an ego thing. That That's a realistic statement. This is, the, this is the NFL. This that is that that's definitely a quarterback thing. And and in order to be a quarterback, you gotta have some level of an ego because it it sometimes it does rest on your on, on what you bring to the table. And with that being said, like Colin Murray is the is is the future. I I, I like how the Cardinals has been playing with D Hop and, and AJ AG Green and and um it they are they're literally they they put the Cardinals in a position that Tavia Tavia said twelve years. I don't remember them ever bringing up the Cardinals, <laughs> like ever. Like I don't ever remember hearing anything about the Cardinals. Been so, since two thousand and nine when Kurt Warner's last year. Kurt Warner, yeah. Kurt Warner was the man when he was on the Rams. And he was he took the he took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's I hear I'm you, saying. but I don't I don't I don't not. Cardinals are re- relevant. From 05 right, so to 09, he made the Cardinals relevant for those four years, 2005 to 2009, before he retired. He 05 made the to 09. Right, you said yeah, 05 like I said, to 09. No We're in 2021. Yeah, like I said, no one's talked right. about the Cardinals in 15 years. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he had, he deserves a certain level of respect. So I don't, I'm not going to say that that's an ego thing. I'm just going to say that that's a realistic quarterback view, especially in today's game in the NFL. You you need some level of insight. You need weapons. Tom Brady literally left the New England Patriots because he didn't get no respect and he didn't have no weapons. I agree That's with how what that Kyler goes. said. So I, mean, I agree with that, what I Kyler said. I think the reason why people spun it like that is because, dude, you've been in the you've been in the league for two years. You've been here for a cup of coffee. You've got quarterbacks who've been they here. They sent him up for that. They sent him. That's a very loaded question. You know what I'm saying? It's a very loaded question. But you know, Lamar Jackson said the same thing, right? Yeah, but you know, and he and let me tell you something, and, and that's where you hear that people say the same thing about Lamar Jackson that right. he has an ego issue. You know what I'm saying? The only person you don't really hear that, the only black quarterback you don't hear that about is Russell Wilson because he's so religious and he's so such a family man. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not he's not in that same category of, of being spoken about. But from the dawn of time, any black quarterback has always had that same reputation added on with him. Michael Vick had it even before the dog fighting dog atrocity incident. Do you get what I'm saying? Michael Vick had them. Lamar Cole, Jackson. Cole, Dante Culpepper. Um, all um, of them. All of them. All of them. You don't hear that. You don't hear that about Aaron Rodgers. You don't hear that about Tom Brady. You don't hear that about when they when they're fighting for the same type of respect for their team. You're like, yeah, you know, he deserves it. I think, I think, and I think, and I do agree with what you're saying, Tay. I think a lot of it, no, I think a lot of it has to do also with the resume. Because when Tom Brady was asking for the, for, for, for say and Aaron Rodgers, everybody's like, well, they've won a Super Bowl for their team. They've taken their team to Super Bowl. They repeatedly take their team to the playoffs. Um, You know, so I think there was that level, that that level of like, oh, give it to them because they've done this. I do agree. Honestly, I do agree that Tyler. And other quarterbacks should have a say, but yeah, I think that's kind of why. 
That's kind of why Aaron Rodgers hasn't won a Super Bowl. If you really want to get technical, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have not won a Super Bowl in the better part of a decade either. So Correct. you lose that left every year that you your team that Tom Brady is a different story. Even though Tom Brady and the, the Patriots, they won a championship in, in what 2017. So his argument was way more valid. But when you think about it, you know, every year you get put on this greatness pedestal and your team does not win a Super Bowl. You're gonna say you lose well, making the playoffs not matter anymore. I think that's an it interesting matter. Well, well, here's my thing, right? It here's my thing. Not, not it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Unless you win the unless you win the, the chip or the Absolutely. eight or, or the or make it to the dance. Absolutely. My opinion on it is you drafted Kyler Murray as high as you did, right? So you see him as the future of your team. As the future of your team. I would expect to have certain decision-making skills right there. I should expect you guys drafted me high overall to lead your team into the future. So in order for me to properly lead your team into the future, these are the things I'm going to need. Someone who's fresh out of college knows exactly what the college landscape looks like. He would know what receivers are good, what receivers are bad, what linemen can do what linemen can't do, what defensive player you should probably pick up. So, again, even with him being two years in, I personally think that if you build your, building your team around somebody like Kyler Murray, he answered the question perfectly. Like, the whole ego thing, like I said, I've like, like Tay said, it just seems like it's been – Every time you hear about a black quarterback, even they said it a little bit about Russell Wilson last um, this summer because he was going through his contract issues with them, or he's going through the issues with Seattle. So Aaron Rodgers wasn't going through that at all. People were feeling bad for Aaron Rodgers because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was going through what he was going through. People were feeling bad for Tom Brady when Tom Brady was going through what he was going through. So and 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 uh, what's his face? Russell Wilson and, and uh, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers. They both got one ring in common. So there's no leverage. There's no additional leverage. I'm sorry. It's just being honest. Kyler Murray. Yeah, he has not. Look at what he's. Look how he's balling out of control now. Even the way that they lost to the Green Bay Packers was not embarrassing. They lost against a, a, an amazing team. You get what I'm saying? So. You only hear that narrative when it comes to black quarterbacks. It was a very loaded question. He answered the question how it was supposed to be answered. So what he's supposed to say, no? No, nah, I should I should earn that. No, you earned it once you got drafted. You, it when you got you drafted. You, you earn it every day. And the thing, you earn it every day you show up. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of earning, Tay, I know you have to leave in a second, but I really want you to um, talk mm-hmm. about your New York Knicks. Oh, man. They are running the city right now. Um, I can say that. I can say that confidently. Um, Like I said. You said it's 1997 all over again. The Packers are good. The Knicks Knicks are good. And the Chiefs are bad. (laughs) So Yeah, it's going to be like 1997 all over again. They're going to get all our hopes up. And then when it comes to the playoffs, you know, they're going to get eliminated in the second round. So Second round town. Yeah, they're going right. They're going straight down to second round town. But um, what do you your current thoughts of, of how the team is constructed and how they're playing. They, they seem like they're playing pretty hard right now against all the teams. And 
Evan Fournier is not the best defender, neither is Kemba Walker, but they seem like they're buying in to Yeah, no, no, all new broom sweep clean. Um, it's the beginning of a new era with the Knicks. You know, you want to play as hard as you can. This is Tom Thibodeau's style of basketball. They're, they're investing into it. Tom Thibodeau's style of basketball is exactly what you see. A hard-hitting defensive game that, you know, you have your stars, everybody's pitching in, everybody's pitching in on both ends of the court. Um, I feel like with the Knicks, it's their own careless mistakes that makes the game shaky when it could have been, you know, it makes they they play like traditional Knicks. Like, it's their careless mistakes that cost them. They got to tighten up with the careless mistakes. They got to tighten up. They got to tighten up. They got to tighten up. But um, I think the Knicks are an amazing team. I think they're doing really well. I think that um, Tom Thibodeau has been what the Knicks need right now. And um, I think that they're going to do good for the rest of the season. I think Kimball Walker looks great. Um, I think he looks amazing, actually. So we'll see. So my question now that leads to you, Pete, you being the Brooklyn Nets fan, how do you feel about the Nets moving and do, how much do they miss Kyrie Irving at this moment? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a matter of missing Kyrie Irving. I think it's a matter of the fact that you're you're depending on Harden, you're depending on Durant to really give you the majority of your points. You got to really get Joe Harris and a lot of other these a lot of these other players involved. Um, you're gonna have to rely on some of these younger players because again, Blake's not gonna give you substantial minutes. Lamarcus Aldridge is not gonna give you substantial minutes. And if you do want them to give you substantial minutes, you have to have it at the end of the season. You don't want it now. So you really have to start getting that bench and those younger players involved. Uh, and that's going to be the thing. And that's that's where we kind of run into the issue of like, okay, we're, we don't have a, a Dinwiddie. We don't have a Levert. We don't have a, you know, a Jared Allen anymore. We don't have those younger players that brought that energy. And we saw this in Oklahoma City, right? We saw this in Oklahoma City where Russ and Durant by themselves, as great as they were together, are still going to have trouble winning games um, when you don't have players around them that are really going to substantially be able to offensively affect the game. Um, but the biggest thing that's been affecting Harden is the NBA is not calling those fouls anymore. And that's you know, what I wanted to get into next. Yeah, that last their last game was he went to the foul line sixteen, uh, made sixteen free throws. You know that was the most he's done all season. You know, but that's the bigger thing is, you know, Harden's predicated his entire game on getting these easy kind of calls because of the way that he dribbles and, and, and penetrates. And now the NBA is trying to crack down on that. And you're not Finally. getting those calls. So it's like, what do you do Finally. Finally. So I made a video on this earlier this week. Harden is averaging almost 16 points, 17 points about – um and those extra points he would get for the free throw line, he's not getting. Over the past seven to eight years, he's got an additional three points per game from the three-point line. Plus, he's leading the league in history in terms of three-point fouls. And flops. And and flops, yes. He, I do want to say to today's Knicks, I really love in the way Obi Toppin has developed from year one to year two. He's looked a lot better to start this season. Um, you know, I know a lot of people were writing him off very quickly last year as a bust. Um, but he's really showing that he's, you know, committed to development, um, and really looking good. And I really hope Mitchell Robinson stays healthy because he's been looking really good for the Knicks as well. 
we are one injury away from obscurity. So let's just <laughs> be happy. Be happy. What you got? Yeah, uh, keep knocking yeah. over. We one so, injury away from no round town. I don't like the way that they've been letting they've they've the the point totals they've been allowing have been high. I mean, it went went to 134 against the Celtics. The the first Magic game, you I know, they he was held talking them, about the Nets. You know, held them under 100. The Nets have. The Nets defensively, you knew were going to be porous, and that's the issue. The Nets porous defensively, you know, defense was not their strong suit. They were trying to like outshoot everybody, but again, you run into an issue where Durant's not going to score fifty every night. Harden is going to have a hard time readjusting his game, and unless you start really reinvigorating that bench and getting them involved without creating liabilities with Griffin and Aldridge and all of them, you know. You, Brooklyn's going to be good enough to make the playoffs based on the on the on the how they put their team. Of course they are. James Harden's Harden's overrated. Okay, in this in this season, you're going to see it because of the calls, right? No, it's true to me. That that's one thing that always turned me off to Harden was the and the you know I'm saying that that always turned me off honestly because no one's done it more than him. The street ball come alive. Street ball. He's too soft for street ball. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, at the end of the day, the, do you guys see the the um the Nets making the finals? Are they nope. wins for you? Nope. Are they gonna said, make the playoffs. I said Miami is gonna beat them. Miami I see a lot of. I just, I'd I like for them to do it. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think if. All the if all the right pieces fall into all the right spots, do they have the type of team to make the finals? Yes, but there's been, yeah, there's been some teams. If we're being very honest, um, if we're being very honest about the East, I mean, listen, Toronto's had a rough go, but Toronto's got a really good team. Um, the Wizards have looked really good. The Bulls look really good. You know, Miami looks really good. There are a lot of decent teams. Indiana's had a tough run. They're one in five. And I think Indiana has one of the better young teams in the league. So they need Kyrie. The Nets need need Kyrie Irving. But another team that has a liability is the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's who I wanted to talk to you about, Matt. Russell Westbrook is averaging damn near triple-double again. But now he's adding – Six turnovers. What are your thoughts on the uh, Los Angeles Lakers? What do they need to do to? <laughs> it might to be an unpopular. Pro- it might be an unpopular opinion. Uh huh. But I think Russell Westbrook needs to come off the bench. I've been saying that. I don't see. I've been saying this for like. I don't even know how long Russell Westbrook's been in the league, but I've been saying that man is not a point guard. You can get it. There's more to being a point guard than just getting assists. You have to be able to be make smart decisions, have a high basketball IQ, be able to figure out reads, cuts, all of that. You have to. There's more to just dumping off or dumping off a pass by by you know driving the lane and then just hitting the open shooter. There's more to it than just that, and you're starting to see that more and more now because you now have him with two perennial superstars. Who take up the ball the most, and he's trying to find his spot in that situation, and it's just not working. Carmelo felt found his his little 
his little niche, even though he kind of looked like Kyle Kuzma the other day when he shot that open air ball three-point shot. Ah, but, ah, ah, we ain't talking about that. <laughs> but, yeah, but what I'm saying is Westbrook has to find his spot, and I don't see him being on – like, I don't see him being on the floor at the same time with LeBron and Anthony Davis for a long period of time. So it's like it's up to Frank Vogel to try to figure out what teams work on the court. And I don't see him and Rondo being on the court at the same time working. Lord I don't Christ, see him. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I don't see that working at all. So I don't even know what he was thinking when he made that decision. But 10, 10, 10 turnovers is not going to cut it. You're not going to win a championship with 10 turnovers. You're not beating the Golden State Warriors yeah, think, with 10 turnovers. I really think that, that, but it's okay for Kevin Durant to win a championship with no defense. With no defense? Oh, the Nets are not winning the championship, but I I I don't think the Nets were going to win the championship. But you know, and I doubled down on it when when my I said Miami or the Bucks will be the team that's in the finals this year. And with the Lakers, the Lakers don't got no. Yeah, but the the Lakers don't got no offense. They keep turning the ball over. Miami, Miami has the Lakers second best figure it out. Yeah, Miami has the second second best point differential in the league, by the way. Uh, Miami outscoring their opponents by 15.2 points per game. Uh, only the only the only team better than that is the Jazz outscoring their opponents. How many games by, have they been this season? Y'all talking about points five. differences? Five. It's been five. Like, no. Five games. Six. Five you know what I'm saying? Russell Westbrook is a superstar. And anything other than that, yeah, I do agree with you, Matt. It could be an unpopular opinion. But if he comes off the bench, that second unit is deadly. That's what I'm saying. That second unit is deadly. And there's no other There's no other first. That second unit is as good as almost anybody else's first unit. Exactly. If Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is leading it. You get what I'm saying? But he has to be willing. Like, I feel like, I feel like y'all, y'all Nets fans have to take accountability for the big bust your team has become. I'm just being honest. It's not even just with Kyrie. I'm not even going to touch on that situation. He's needed more than he's hated right now. Period. Yeah. Well, it's bigger than just Kyrie. We got, like I said, I, I wasn't. I didn't get to speak for the, for the next. I, not, I'm not saying that they don't or they do, but they need bigs too. And 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 you mentioned Milwaukee. You mentioned you mentioned um Miami. Bam and 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 Giannis and Brooke Lopez, they're gonna have their way with Nick Claxton. They like he can't he can't hold them. That that and you can only put so much pressure on Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Paul Millsap. There's only but so much they can do because they're up there in age, in a sense. So I mean, right. like it, it goes hand in hand. They're getting yeah, they, they have looks. Joe Harris ain't hitting his shots. He's looking, he's looking worse than he looked in the playoffs, and, and, and it's showing. James Harden is not hitting his shots. He's too busy looking for a call. He got blessed with, with what, 17 and 19 attempts um, last night, but you're not going to always get that. You got to start playing bully ball. That's what was working for you in the beginning of the stages of your career. You got to start playing bully ball. You can't keep looking for, the guy, for, for, for like, to, to get to the line. And it's not, and that that call is not just affecting James Harden. It's affecting Joel Embiid. It's affecting Devin Booker. It's affecting um, 
what, what's his name? Can't think of his damn name. Trey. Well, it ain't Steph. really effective. It's not affecting. It's not affecting Steph at all. Steph is, Steph, Steph is still averaging freaking thirty. It's the same but issue that we spoke about last year. Like the Nets have no interior defense, and all of their interior. Damn, my bad, guys, damn. Yeah, and all it's the interior guys. Too. Yeah, all the interior guys are older. And that's the thing. That was the biggest issue. Even last year when they were thinking about making the Harden trade, I said, mm -hmm. I'd be willing to give up everybody except for Jared Allen. Why? Because it gives us a young body down low that can actually bang and get rebounds. But that's the biggest issue. The Nets are going to have to make a trade to get some interior defense and a young interior player. And the league knows that that's what they need. They're, they're good on the outside. I like Patty Mills on that team. I like James Harden. I like Durant. I like the players they have on the wings. I like that. But that powerful, that four and that five spot, that's their biggest issue. And the one issue you have with not having Kyrie, and this is the only issue, is you can't slide Durant down to the four. You can't slide Durant down to the four. Because if you have Kyrie, you go Kyrie, Harden at the one and the two, Harris at the three, Ty, uh, uh, Durant at the four, and then you have somebody at the five. But without having Kyrie on there, you can't do that. So this it becomes a question of you either bring Kyrie back, you get you go to a new point guard setup where you can still slide Durant down to the four, or you get you upgrade your power forward and center spot to get players who can actually get you the minutes and 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 time that you need down there. Agree. They need bigs because they're getting killed on boards. That's just what it is. They're getting killed on boards. Yeah. Even though, like um, Tay said, it's only five games, five to six games. Um, it is early, but, you know, sometimes these trends start, these teams start moving in certain trends, but these veteran teams will eventually figure it out. And some of these teams, like Charlotte, that's doing amazing, will probably bottom out at some point in time. But, um, shout out to the Job Chase Network. Um, shout out to us here at the Your Sports Show. We raised almost um, how much have we have we raised? Um, almost a thousand dollars for a year for a cure. Amazing! Wow, our first year doing it, and we will continue to do it um, on and on and on. So um, again, shout out to us at the Your Sports Show. Shout out to Queen Tay for um, you know th this was her. This is her. We uh, we don't push this without, without her. Um, she's the brainchild behind this, so shout out to Queen Tay. No, shout um, out to you because you took it further, and I really got to go. All right. So for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado, for BK Matt, who's finally not peeing on the mic like he did last time. That's a whole nother story, guys. <laughs> For the queen, 7K, Tay, 25K, Tay. I dropped some dimes on you. It is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace.